1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx, by
2: Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Tuesday, June 7th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
1: Here's the latest. Actor Matthew McConaughey appeared at the White House today to talk about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. McConaughey was born in Uvalde and said he's spent considerable time there since the shooting. After noting that he himself is a responsible gun owner, he called on politicians to put aside their differences and just pass sensible gun reform.
2: Find a middle, middle ground, the place where most of us Americans live anyway, especially on this issue. The Justice Department has issued another round of even more serious charges against several senior members of the Proud Boys and the far-right group's former leader Enrique Tarrio. Prosecutors accuse them of seditious conspiracy. There's new evidence, including text messages detailing their plans to intimidate lawmakers from certifying the 2020 election. When you're
1: the Top Gun, everyone wants a piece. The family of the author whose article Top Guns inspired the original 1986 movie is suing Paramount Pictures. They say the studio failed to reacquire the rights of the article and that Paramount finished filming Top Gun Maverick after the family reclaimed the copyright in 2020. The sequel was supposed to come out in 2019, but was delayed multiple times because of the pandemic. Stocks had a pretty good day today. The major indexes each gained nearly 1%. Not so lucky were retail stocks after Target issued a warning about its profits this quarter. Its shares closed down more than 2%. Walmart, Amazon and Home Depot also lost ground. Did Kate Bush make a deal with God or does Gen Z just have better music taste than we thought? Because nearly 40 years after her song Running Up That Hill was released, it has reached the top 10 for the first time. So what happened to bring the song back to life? Well, Kate Bush has the new season of Stranger Things to thank. The song is prominently featured in the show and it sparked a new generation of fans.
2: Be sure to leave a rating and review for The Refresh wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps others discover the show. Coming up, we talk to Rebecca Knight about Slack-splaining and why work messaging apps are both a blessing and a curse.
1: Voters are heading to the polls in seven states today for primary elections. In California, the LA mayor's race pits billionaire Rick Caruso against Representative Karen Bass. In Iowa, 89-year-old Senator Chuck Grassley faces little opposition in his bid for a sixth term. Meanwhile, all eyes will be on house races in Montana, New Jersey, Iowa, and California, because they could shape the midterm elections in November.
2: Europe is basically telling Apple to zap its lightning port. The EU has agreed that all phones, tablets, and cameras must have a single charging port, specifically USB Type-C, by 2024. This is a huge blow to Apple, which makes a ton of money off its lightning connectors. Apple may circumvent this ruling, though. It's been rumored that future iPhones will have no port at all and only be charged wirelessly.
1: Women in Finland are learning defense tactics in case Russia invades. They're being taught how to use guns, how to extinguish fires, and how to provide first aid. Reuters says 500 women are on an official wait list to learn these skills. Last month, Finland applied to be a NATO member.
2: The International Skating Union is raising the minimum age requirement to compete from 15 to 17. But the change will be implemented gradually. Figure skaters must be at least 17 by the 2024 to 2025 season and for the 2026 Winter Olympics in Italy. The union says it's an important measure to protect the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of skaters.
1: Michigan State Police have the warrants they need to seize voting equipment and election-related records, that's according to Reuters. This is all part of a probe into Republicans and pro-Trump activists who've tried to gain unauthorized access to voting machines. Officials say they continue to make baseless claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election, and they've been trying to access the machines ahead of scheduled maintenance.
2: You know that sound if you use Slack. It probably haunts your dreams. Work messaging apps like Slack can get exhausting. And Insider's Rebecca Knight says that's because we feel the need to overcompensate when chatting with coworkers virtually. She calls this Slack-splaining, and she's here to talk about it. Thanks so much for joining us, Rebecca.
0: Dave, always a pleasure, but I take issue with that. That little knocking sound does not haunt my nightmares. It it, it appears in my <laughs> loveliest daydreams. It's like a little woodland creature saying, Hi there, hi, someone wants to talk.
2: It's like a little hug from a coworker being like, Hey, or a little a little nudge. Yeah. So first, Rebecca, can you explain to our listeners what slack splaining is and if you use it?
0: Yes, I use it a lot, probably too much, but slack explaining is when you are overwriting messages with overheated punctuation, two or three exclamation points, a question mark exclamation point, uh, abundant <laughs> emoji, and also maybe multiple sentences that probably don't quite need to be there. So that is what slack explaining is.
2: And so why do we feel the need to slack explain, though?
0: So the reason we're doing this is because we're not in person. If you and I were together in the same room, we'd be chatting and we'd be smiling at each other. We'd be nodding. We might move a little closer to each other when the other was making an important point. Uh, We can't do that over Slack and email and text. And so we feel the need to replicate what we'd be doing in real life
2: in our digital communications. And so what does this do to our mental health? Is this more negative?
0: It's sort of it's a little bit of both. I would say the idea is that it is taxing to have to do this, to have to say, particularly if you are talking to a colleague and giving some negative feedback or feedback that could be construed negatively, and to have Mm. to say, but I don't want this to necessarily ruin your day. Or hey, I'm checking up on that project that we're both working on. How are you doing? But you don't want to seem like you're nagging your colleague. So it is. It's tiring. It's exhausting to have to think. How will the other person perceive this message. Whereas in real life, you would just say, oh, hey, how's the Johnson Project coming? And it wouldn't be any big deal. So that's what's tiring about it.
2: But some experts actually say that slack explaining is important and even useful. So why is that?
0: Exactly. For for exactly the reasons that you pinpointed is that it is showing another level of care and empathy and wanting to make sure that the other person knows you care about them and that you you are trying to make sure you're coming across in the way you want to come across. I myself favor the little winky face guy because I too am <laughs> a little sarcastic and direct. And so I want to make sure that, oh, but we're both in on this joke together. We, we know what we're talking about here. And so that the, the the fact that I do that and you do that and so many other people do it too, it is showing that we are having empathy for our message. We're being mindful. We're being sensitive about how it's coming across.
2: So, Rebecca, the bottom line here, how do we effectively use Slack without getting burnt out with all of this? Like, how do we win Slack?
0: So I think that the experts we talked to, they talked about the sweet spot of communicating over Slack and email. And so they say that it's at the intersection of empathy and authenticity. So being considerate to your team members, trying to think about their feelings of how your message is going to come across, while also staying mostly true to yourself. Because if you lean too far in either direction, you are going to increase your risk of burnout and exhaustion and disengagement for yourself, but also for your team.
2: Rebecca, it is always a pleasure.
0: So much fun. Exclamation point, exclamation point. It's my
2: favorite. <laughs> I love it. Rebecca Knight is a senior correspondent at Insider covering careers in the workplace.
1: Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
2: You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon.